0: I'm Jeff Eichler. And I'm Kirsten Rickert. And we are the hosts of the Getting Unstuck podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com teaching is supposed to be your forever career. You go into it and that is your intention. You go into the program thinking this is my starting point and this is my end point. And many people, this is their first career choice also. So it feels like you're losing your identity and there's not any other um, role that really suits you. But if you start to remove yourself from this and really start to realize, you know, teaching is part of me and I can always be a teacher no matter what role I take outside of the classroom. Even if I'm a real estate agent, I'll still be teaching people about the ends and outs of purchasing their first home or picking the right type of home for them. There's all types of teachers in the world and you just have a giving heart and it's hard for you to remove yourself from the title itself. Welcome to the Burned-In
1: Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned-out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Hey, what's up, Burned In Teachers? Thank you for joining us for episode 112 of the Burned In Teacher Podcast. One part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. I want to make sure that I'm really clear (laughs) based on the pre-roll that you just heard of Daphne Williams of the Teacher Career Coach. Um, I just took a little snippet out of what she and I were talking about during this interview I'm going to share with you today i am not trying to convince you to leave teaching okay let's just i want to make sure that i put that out there but in light of a lot of conversations that i've been having with teachers and in light of things that i've seen on social media and conversations that i've been having you know outside of education about um the incredible amount of stress that people are under and considering options for themselves i can't deny and ignore the fact that some of you are considering leaving the classroom. And as you'll hear me say in the interview that I want to share with you today between myself and Daphne, at one point I felt the need to make sure to point out that Burned Teacher wasn't created to make teachers feel guilty for leaving the classroom, nor was it created to make you feel guilty about staying in the classroom. Burned In Teacher was built to help you to make proactive decisions about your career, and your life. So that's why I felt so strongly about having Daphne onto the podcast because I know that, and you know, (laughs) that I have left the classroom three years ago. I'm now three years out of the classroom. And next week on next week's podcast episode, I'm going to actually be sharing with you a transition that I will be bringing into my life. It's a big one and it might shock some of you. We're going to talk about that next week, but it's really important to me as the host of this podcast and the creator of Burned In Teacher that I'm offering you support in any way that you may need, whether it be now or in the future, to help you to process your burnout and to make proactive decisions about your next best steps. That's what I stand for. And, you know, especially in light of the stand with educators takeover, the podcast takeover that Alexis Shepard just finished. Um gosh, and I was so grateful that she did it. Didn't she do a good job? If you haven't already, make sure you give her a follow at the Afro Educator. <laughs> um especially in light of everything that Alexis taught you about exercising your agency and trying to build a bridge with your with your administration and then cultivating a culture of wellness in your school and your school community. If you have tried to do these things and maybe it's the second or third time that you've maybe made a move and it's just not working out for you, it may be a time. And you'll hear, Daphne and I talk about all of the things considering possibly leaving the classroom. You know, if you've tried, you know, we've talked about this before that, you know, when you're experiencing burnout, there are, you have to change one, if not both of two things. You have to change yourself. And I've talked about this with you all before, that we have to work on ourselves, raise our self-awareness, raise our our frequency, think about who we're hanging out with and what we're doing every day. And of course, I cover that in Burden Teacher University and in Hacking Teacher Burnout. But if you've done that work and your environment is just sucking the life out of you and is extremely toxic and you've tried to create these conversations, it may be time for you to take a step away from that building or that district, or even that career. As much as it pains me to, to, to talk about, that is, that sometimes is the best move for you. It's the best move for your health. It's, it may be the best move for your family um, and, and for your future. So I'm really excited to share this interview with you because it's very candid, it's very honest. And Daphne lays out exactly what you should think about when considering a move out of education and you know i'm all about empowerment you know that's part of my mission right to empower you she really does do that she empowers you to believe and i she and i are on such so many of the same pages <laughs> in our conversations and we've connected before and she really wants to empower you to believe that you are more than quote unquote just a teacher and i'm telling you as somebody who left the classroom after 12 years to pursue this career of you know being a teacher burnout coach and focusing all of my energy and time on teacher wellness There are a lot of skills that I brought from teaching that I'm so extremely grateful for. One thing that Daphne and I chatted about after I uh, ended the interview and I told her, I was like, damn, I wish I would've caught this on on the mic. She said, great teachers always think about their options. Great teachers always think about their options. And what that says to me is something that, we've talked about this before, my friend, that it's okay to visit these dark, negative, hard, hurtful places. It's, it's okay to sit in the hardship. It's okay to visit these places where we're sad and we're feeling the feels, right? But it's not okay to live there. When we have appropriately spent the time, you know, feeling sad or feeling frustrated or feeling angry even, it's time for us to think about our options. And as you listen to this interview, that's what I want you to do because you're a great teacher you have so many options. So let's dive into this interview with Daphne Williams. Well, hello there, Daphne. Thanks for joining us today.
0: Hey, Amber. It's so great to talk to you again. I'm really excited to be here.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love to have our conversation. A couple of months ago, I got to be a guest on your podcast. So I'm so excited to have you here to share your burnout story and what you did with your burnout and what it is that you do now. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah. So my name's Daphne. I am a former teacher. I started teaching, you know, kind of tail as old as time. My mom was a teacher. My sister-in-law at the time was going into teaching and it would just, it felt like a natural fit. I am very intrinsically motivated and I got into the classroom the first few years. I really thought, um, something isn't clicking. I don't feel like myself. I am very overwhelmed. I am very burned out. And I thought maybe a transition into a new school district would be the cure for that. I was really excited. I moved down to a new school district to be closer to my now fiance, but then boyfriend. And that very last year just solidified the decision for me that I needed to leave. I found myself in a really toxic work environment and found myself going to um, the doctor a lot for stress-related illnesses, and I just mentally kind of had a little bit of a breakdown. I did not know what my next step would be, but I decided that I was just going to transition into a new role. So I found myself working in educational consulting and actually instructional design and started helping other teachers who were finding themselves um, in the same predicament Transition into their own careers, and that's where we are now. Is I've been um, working as an educational consultant for a Fortune 500 company, and I also do the Teacher Career Coach podcast, which is where I interview former teachers and help other teachers kind of decide whether or not this is um, a path that they may want to pursue as well.
1: Yeah, I'm so interested to learn more about how you help teachers to train to transition because it's been my experience in my own life and my own teacher journey. To consider leaving, it's not, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong here. So give me some insight on conversations you've had, but it's not as simple as like flipping a switch and saying, I'm done, I'm out. Like there was a lot of internal struggle that I had with, you know, I went to, this is what I went to school for. This is what I'm really good at. This is all I've ever wanted to do. And I know that really wasn't my story. I never knew what I wanted to do when I was in high school, but I, I loved it. But at the same time, I didn't love it anymore. Can you kind of walk us through, you know, maybe what that looked like in your own life, but now how you help teachers to kind of process this this internal struggle that can be so incredibly exhausting and challenging?
0: That's exactly why I needed to kind of create this community is because I mentally felt like I, you know, didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I... I to put it into better terms, teaching is supposed to be your forever career. You go into it and that is your intention. You go into the program thinking this is my starting point and this is my end point. And many people, this is their first career choice also. So it feels like you're losing your identity and there's not any other um, role that really suits you. But if you start to remove yourself from this and really start to realize you know teaching is part of me and I can always be a teacher no matter what role I take outside of the classroom even if I'm a real estate agent I'll still be teaching people about the ends and outs of purchasing their first home or picking the right type of home for them there's all types of teachers in the world and you just have a giving heart and it's hard for you to remove yourself from the title itself that was one thing that I really struggled with, but but really getting into this um, kind of coaching service that I've been doing for teachers transitioning, starting to kind of pull back the layers of that. Like, why is that something that we have such a hard time with? Because if you went to school as an accountant and you got a job as an accountant, if you worked that job for five years, six years, and then out of nowhere, someone said, well, come over to this other company and become a chief financial officer, you'd be celebrated and nobody would ever think twice about it. And teaching can be the same thing. You can still leverage your experience into new higher paying positions or positions where you feel more fulfilled, but it doesn't have to be the same kind of stigma that I think was associated with a career change in the past. People looked down on it and talked about it like, oh, they left teaching.
1: I think that is such an interesting place to focus is that why, why does the career of teaching have to have that stigma attached to it, that if you leave, then you have some, you know, quote unquote failed in some way, like you failed the kids or you failed education, you know? like.
0: And I, I think a lot of it has to do with the very real fact that teachers are pulled so thin in the current positions that they're at. So if they start to leave, they look at the students, they look at the other teachers, and they look at how that might potentially negatively impact the school district that they love. Mm -hmm. And teachers are meant to put everybody else over their own self- Sorry, let me like self-worth, like self-care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, teachers are always prioritizing other needs over their own needs. And sometimes it comes to the point where you have to make that very real decision that this hasn't been working for me or my time is done in this role. And now it's time for me to move on and find something else. And ultimately when it comes down to it, I like to tell people to really reflect on how they feel. And if they feel on paper, like they are a miserable teacher, which I think that I was, and I can honestly say that that very last year, the very last five months, miserable teachers are not what the students need. No. So you need to figure out what it is because you went into this with a good heart and you'll have a good heart if you choose to leave as well. And someone else can fill that space.
1: hmm Mm-hmm. I think for some teachers, that's kind of hard to swallow, like who's going to come in? You know, they, they always have that what if, that worry, because teachers have really big hearts for their students and, and their um, and their profession. And even even when they're miserable, there's that part that, and unless they're a totally burned and over it teacher, you know, like they have been completely consumed by that negativity and apathy that they, maybe they are out. And I mean, I know that the story is different for everybody and there's no judgment attached to it. But that it can still like there, there's a tiny part of you that's just like, what's gonna, you know, what's gonna happen? So I think this is such a beautiful, a beautiful uh, partnership that we have. You know that you and I, you know, we've had this conversation, you know, even off, um, off the mic about how, you know, I help teachers to come to a decision to help them to take their next best steps to decide what is best for them and to process this burnout for what it is. And that if they do decide that leaving the classroom is the best thing for them. And maybe they don't want to stay in in the district that they're in or in, in the school that they're in, they maybe want to um, to explore other opportunities in other organizations or in other, you know, complete, you know, completely outside of education that that you would be a great person to come to in that Mm -hmm. in that decision so what what do you suggest to teachers who are struggling with that decision whether or not it's a good time for them to transition out of the classroom
0: so the very first piece of advice that i will give anybody who's considering a career transition is you will never feel ready Mm -hmm. ever (laughs) no matter how many you know um online courses you've taken or how many times you've written it down on your planner, you're always going to try to make some excuses. Like maybe next year is going to be the year that I start to explore this and really dive in head first. So just knowing that at the very top is you're never going to feel 100% ready, but everything that you do in your life, that is meaningful and big. Every big change you make in your life, getting married, buying a house, having a child, makes your stomach a little upset It's scary. So know that if you are feeling kind of scared of this feeling or not necessarily ready, that isn't your fight or flight telling you necessarily that this is a bad idea, but everybody kind of goes through those. Now, after knowing that, I think that the first things that you need to consider are whether or not a change in scenery would actually help you love teaching more. So changing grade levels, schools or districts are my very first pieces of advice because ultimately you went into this career and think of it like a grocery store. If you worked at a high-end grocery store that served a certain type of food and maybe they had a different type of company culture and you wanted to go to that hippie vegan (laughs) grocery store and it might be a better fit for you. So if you haven't ever actually tried a different school or a different district, if you can pinpoint what it is about your teaching. Is it the classroom management and at a great great level might be a little bit easier for you to manage and you might feel better? Think about those kinds of questions first because ultimately, you know, a career transition is not gonna be easy and we want you to know with confidence that it's time for you to move on.
1: What you just brought up is is so closely related to the first step of the burn-in process, which is begin where you are. And it's identifying your triggers. When did this start? How long have you been feeling this way? And what what happened? Was it a personal change? Was it a professional change? Did an administrator leave and a new one came in? Is it this group of specific students in your classroom this year? Is it a global pandemic, for God's sake? You know, what is it that has caused these feelings and how long has it been going on? Because that can be a huge part of determining whether this is just a, a really tough season or if this is, in fact, just a really tough culture for you to fit into and if that's that's what needs to change first.
0: Yeah. And for me, the first two years that I taught, I was at a very different demographic than the very final year that I taught. Mm-hmm. But I reflected on it and I realized it's time for me to at least try something different. hmm the changes in districts didn't make me feel better. And the last year with the situation that I was in with a very extreme toxic toxic work culture, I just needed a change. And I reflected back on other positions that I had prior to teaching and I never had felt as burnt out. And, and just something about um, teaching in general didn't seem like a good fit for me. And when I say that, I didn't know exactly what I wanted. When I went into educational consulting, I actually got a ton of autonomy. I was able to be more creative and create my own professional developments. I started to learn to do public speaking, which at first I thought I'd be terrified of, but I found myself speaking in front of audiences of 100 up to 500 educators. And I started to realize that I really enjoyed that component of my position. And I started kind of exploring things that were, you know, education adjacent, mm-hmm. but not necessarily inside a classroom. And everybody's going to be a little bit different and you really aren't going to know specifically what you want until you start getting your hands a little dirty and trying things. Yes, I love that. I
1: love I love having conversations with teachers about just exploring. Explore how that feels when you look at this job description, explore how it feels when you talk about transitioning to a different grade level. Explore how it feels when you get out of your car to walk into this organization or this different school district. Just pay attention to how your body reacts in those situations. It's it's really powerful.
0: Yeah. And I, that I 100% agree. That's one thing that I always tell people to do is weigh the pros and cons of making a career transition. If you're trying to consider that and kind of be silent and think, listen to your body. And if you come to the realization as you're weighing the pros and cons that maybe staying in teaching on paper looks like it's the right choice, but your like heart sinks and you hate it. Well, you might have to lean into that. Mm-hmm. And you might have to realize, like, my body is telling me something that for some reason I need a change. Is this a change that you can do for a year or two and come back into your position and stay on the same salary schedule if you go back into your district? Is it just a, I need a little brain break, something's happening with me and I need to take a time out or just to explore what else is out there? That's always a potential as well. But leaning into how your body feels, I do that all the time. And I'm always surprised when I feel my body lean slightly, like slightly stronger to one way or the other.
1: What you're talking about right now, I feel like you're literally in my head because these are questions that I have been having a lot inside of my own mind um, about my work over the last couple of months. And I'm not going to lie. I've done some exploring and This is why I know that this is such an important part of deciding whether or not a transition is necessary. Whatever that transition, I mean, transition in itself means a change, right? And I know in my own experience with burnout that I know when it's creeping in. And of course, I've used my own process to decide what is the change that has to happen because that's what burnout truly is. I truly believe that it's a a call for change and an opportunity for growth and I've been exploring this in my own life, in my own career, and and there are some transitions that are going to be happening for sure, but that is a huge part of it is listening and exploring. How does it feel when I do A, okay? Now, the next step is how do I feel whenever I'm doing B and then C, okay? It's feeling really good, so I'm going to go to D and E. You know, just kind of following those, those feelings is so powerful, and listening to your gut, you know it is it's a good thing
0: yeah there's always going to be a level of you know the grass is always greener on the other side oh, for sure. but you should be able to tell in your gut whether or not something is a good fit for you and one thing that i know a lot of teachers struggle with is imposter syndrome of I'm just a teacher and I'm not qualified for other positions. And so they don't even let their gut start to tell them whether or not that's a potential for them. But I've, even on the podcast, you know, the teacher career coach podcast, I've interviewed former teachers who are now software engineers, third grade teachers who went into software engineering after a three month coding camp. I've interviewed, you know, project managers, teachers who are professional development trainers, corporate trainers, instructional designers. There's so many different potentials where your experience, you can actually leverage it as transferable skills and you are more qualified than you are probably giving yourself credit. So it is absolutely a potential for you. You have to get the imposter syndrome and, you know, slam the door on that. But is it what you want? Yes. And I can tell
1: you from experience that the grass is not always greener. It's not like there are pros and cons to every single career choice that you make. It's not going to be complete and total rainbows and sunshine.
0: Yes. And I found a lot of the people who I have worked with are at that point of self-describing as miserable. And they had been for years. Therapists had told them for a very long time that this is a position that you need to leave. That is what my doctor was telling me is that, you know, I was getting weird swelling parts of my body and headaches that wouldn't go away. And we were, I had to go into the doctor's office a lot that very last year. And they just said, these are stress related illnesses. Your body is freaking out on a daily basis just due to the environment that you're in Mm -hmm. and you need to make a change. So the grass is not always greener on the other side. Some of the main things that people um, start to think about the pros and cons of for a new position are you know is my work-life balance going to be different um that software engineer that I just talked about one thing that she said is she leaves work at 5 p.m she closes her computer and she leaves for the day and she said even doing a really quick like fast-paced coding camp she said there were you know men around who were kind of breaking down that it was a lot of work and she said This is nothing, you know, third grade kind of burned me out so much that this was not as grueling as other people Mm -hmm. were making it feel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you are very capable. So the work-life balance component for most positions are actually a little bit better. If you are in that miserable place, Mm -hmm. if you are feeling completely overwhelmed by your teaching position and another thing that people always kind of talk about is whether or not it's worth it to sacrifice your summer breaks for a full-time position that goes year-round. And when it comes to that, just thinking about where you're at and, and once again, confidently weighing those pros and cons, mm-hmm. would you be able to find someone who could do, um, who could help you with your children at home mm-hmm. is one question to consider. And all of the other weekends of the year, Are you able to be there with your family? Are you prioritizing your time with your family? And do you feel mentally well with your family in your teaching position? And has this been going on, not just pandemic time, I mean, for three, four years that you just don't feel present? Because would you sacrifice a month off with your family to feel happy every afternoon, Mm -hmm, to -hmm. feel happy every weekend, and to find something that's working with you? So there's, you know, lots of pros and cons and every situation is very unique and personal and making sure that you really know where you are at and that you are ready and and willing to make the effort to try something new. Mm. I love
1: it. I love everything that you're saying. These are all such wonderful points. So number one is to decide whether or not you want to leave the classroom. So that's by listening to your body, paying attention to how you feel. And is there anything that I'm forgetting?
0: I mean, deciding whether or not a grade level change, school district yes. change or a school would impact the way that you feel. And if right, right off the I say that and you say, you know, poo-poo to that, none of that's gonna work. I don't like teaching. Well, then you should have your answer there.
1: Yes, and now you've also touched on now your second point, which is identify roadblocks you may face with a career pivot so you can navigate them and stay determined. So one of those is, are you willing to give up your summers and is it a good time for you to do that and do you have things prepared, especially for
0: childcare? Yeah, and one of the things that I always ask former teachers that I work with um, after they've you know transitioned into their new roles is I always circle back because I don't personally have kids and I want to hear everybody's perspective of it everybody that I have talked to who is still outside of the classroom says that this is not something that they've struggled with. They've started to make a little bit more money in their new position once they finally found something. So the child care component wasn't as challenging as they thought. But also one of the benefits that I never really had considered was that um, they're able to go on vacations, in other times of the year that maybe it was parent teacher conferences, or maybe it was just during the school year on a weekend, but they said Mm -hmm. that vacation prices are a lot cheaper when they end up going and they're not as crowded because now they're able to take pay time off other times of the year when they weren't able to. So they're just, there are going to be changes, but identifying whether or not those changes are deal breakers or just your fight or flight senses being scared of a change in general and trying to talk you out of doing anything, even though it's overwhelmingly positive, because that's one thing that our bodies do often, or that's something that our body does often is we could have 10 positives, but if we have one single negative on the list of 10 positives, we try and just focus on that one negative and talk ourselves out of doing something that's challenging. Right. Right. We have a very
1: big negativity bias built into our brains and that was built to keep us safe. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's easy. It's easy to focus on that. And, and I agree with you hundred percent. You have to, you know, different pros and cons have different weights and you have to decide what is most important to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So your third point was that you said you, uh, you encouraged teachers to start exploring, let me say that again, sorry, that you encourage teachers to start exploring new career options with an open mind. So does that kind of build off what you just said about, you know, not just focusing on that negative or is there something else that they should do?
0: No, I think one thing that they want to see on paper is, oh, job description that says, you know, I'm the executive helper or the nice person in charge or something that feels intrinsically motivating. Mm -hmm. So when they start seeing technical words, you know, customer success manager or implementation specialist, they start to think, okay, well, that doesn't sound like something I would be happy doing, but let me break down implementation specialist. That is someone who is in charge of implementing or teaching someone to implement a product or Uh, you know, sign on process or whatever the company asks for their clients. So you're walking someone through step by step and helping them implement it. Let's just say, you know, you work for a company that uh, has like an online portal. The implementation specialist would get on a call and say, hey, let me help you walk through this. Do you have any questions about it? And it's technically kind of a teacher. And, and it's, it's something that, yes. that sounds
1: like a lesson, you know, yes. like, this is how you do it. Now let's walk through it together. And now you try it and let me know if you need help. I'll be around to help you.
0: <laughs> and that's, I've kind of listed out a ton of positions like that. I've created actually a quiz for it that we can link at the very end of the episode, but just to help teachers understand what roles are the easiest pivots, because I have um, what I call three career buckets for teachers that because no one was really speaking to this audience before when I was doing my own transition, there was no other sorts of resources to help. I started working with a certified career coach and HR professional that actually worked with other fortune 500 companies to identify the careers that are the easiest to transition into, Mm -hmm. and then start to work with other former teachers outside of the classroom to see which careers they often found themselves in as well. And so there's some that are um, more more, um, closely related to teaching. So that would be like a museum education director or someone working at, think of anywhere you go to field trips and they have those lessons. Those are built by former teachers often because they need to talk about classroom management, curriculum, all of those types of places usually have former teachers who are in charge of that type of like curriculum development and running the program of people who are doing those field trips. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you can do, there's like daycare center manager positions. Those types of positions are kind of closely related to teaching, but then there's also some that just working in education in general at an education company that on paper, you wouldn't necessarily understand how you could be a salesperson, but the salesperson at an education company is just talking to principals and admin about how this product might support teachers and how it could help students and how it's implemented into the classroom. Mm -hmm. So it's not as salesy as you would think. It's just helping people see and understand how something would work. Mm -hmm. Tons of different education company roles that hire former teachers. And then there's roles that are completely outside of teaching, like implementation, um, corporate Uh, corporate trainer, instructional design, talent and development, human resources, positions, all of those have a lot of transferable skills as well. But being open to all types of directions as you're first getting started, because once again, you don't know what you like until your hands are a little dirty. I on paper thought I liked blogging, And I thought that I would like, you know, blogging sounds fun, but I actually really like what's called search engine optimization. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm really interested in. And I like the technical components. I wouldn't have known that if I didn't sit down and actually try both of those things.
1: Yes. It's, it's in those, it's in the trials that you, that you won't know unless you try, right? We tell kids this all the time. You don't know unless you try, but -hmm. it's harder to, it's harder to implement in our own lives. So I, I'm on board 100% with everything that you're saying. We've never had a conversation like this happen on the podcast. So I'm really excited for teachers to meet you. And and if they've never heard of Daphne Williams from the teacher career coach, um, how can they find you so they can learn more about these amazing resources and opportunities that you offer to teachers who do make the decision that it is time to make a transition out of the classroom?
0: Yeah. So I created a page just specifically for your audience to put everything kind of compiled into one easy to use location, which is teachercareercoach.com forward slash burned and teacher, all one word burned and teacher. Mm -hmm. So once again, that's teachercareercoach.com forward slash burned and teacher. And that will have that free career quiz. So you can just kind of gauge what careers you might be the most qualified for or might be the most interesting to you. I have a podcast that you can listen to, Teacher Career Coach Podcast, where I share my own story and advice and also interview former teachers. And I had a really great guest, um, Amber Harper, on one of my upcoming episodes. So you want (laughs) to stay tuned and subscribe for that one. Um, And then also I have an Instagram, Teacher Career Coach, where I share former teacher stories or just tips and tricks straight to Instagram. So those would be the easiest ways to find me. Well, Daphne, I just want to say on behalf of myself as somebody who
1: has gone through many transitions throughout my life (laughs) and am now considering a big one myself, that I just really appreciate you empowering teachers to believe that they have the skills necessary to make proactive and positive changes in their lives that are best for them because i know that people who are listening to this to this episode they've heard me say it before that burned in teacher was not created to keep teachers in the classroom it wasn't created to get teachers out of the classroom it's really a place and a platform for teachers to tell their stories and openly talk about how they are processing their challenges and helping them to take their next best step in whatever is best for them no judgment attached we have this one life right so I just really appreciate that you are offering this opportunity for teachers
0: thank you so much for saying that and just to add to it I think something that happened in the last you know 30, 40 years of education is teachers always felt like they were backed into a corner. And once they got into this position, they were a little bit stuck and they didn't have other options because they were afraid to talk about it. They didn't know where to look for support for it, stigma, teacher gout, you name it. But now that the options are starting to be more aware or they're starting to be more aware of their different options, I hope that that actually brings clarity and confidence that whatever step you make You are making the right one for you. Instead of just saying, I might potentially want to leave the classroom, but you know, there's nowhere that hires teachers. Now you do have the information that there are places that hire teachers and there are people who can help you make that transition. But if that is not the right choice for you, lean into what you're doing and just find happiness whatever you decide to do, whether it's leave the classroom or just go all in on teaching and find the systems that work for you. But just know that you do have options and that there shouldn't be any stigma associated with your decision either way, because you are a beautiful person with a great heart and you went into this and will always be a beautiful person with a great heart wherever you end up going.
1: There's no better way to end this episode than with what (laughs) you just said. So thank you so much for the work that you do. And thank you for being on the podcast with me today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Everybody go ahead and take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Burn on.